I felt like so many years I had just hidden certain aspects of myself because I was scared what people thought, I was insecure, I didn't really know how to present myself in a way that I felt was me being authentic. And it really took until like the last few years where I really feel like I'm kind of just letting it all hang out, you know? People are very confused by my social persona. They think, is he a porn star? Is he a doctor? (laughs) Is he a fitness guru? Like, what is his thing? And I'm all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Primary Care. I'm your host, Dr. Hendricks. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. Uh, we have Kiki here from Netflix's 20-somethings Austin, which is incredible. I've always wanted to do reality TV. I would be really bad at it because <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut and my face makes a lot of faces that I don't want it to. But that means you would be good at it. No, good, no, good for ratings, bad for the the hate. that I And I can't wait to ask you so many questions because I'm sure as a you know being on a reality television show today in 2023 is quite different probably than ever before just with how much access people who don't know you have access to you, you know, on the internet and things like that. Tell us a little bit about who you are. How would you describe yourself, where you're from, and kind of like your sort of biosphere spiel? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I would say that's a hard question because in the last year, I feel like I've changed so much. Um, Like you talked about my nails earlier. I'm like, Kiki, a year ago, like would never have had his nails done. I've been like brave enough to like go get his nails done. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Texas. Sometimes people think I grew up in Arkansas because for the show, it shows I moved from Arkansas to Austin. Gotcha. Um, but <laughs> I grew up in Joshua, Texas. It's a small town. And then I went to school here in Texas. It's called Tarleton State University, like another kind of small town vibe. Sure. And then my first, I say like big boy job. Well, I went to grad school through Fort Worth, but stayed in Steubenville. And then after grad school, I went to Arkansas, lived there five years. So I claim to be like an Arkansan. <laughs> and then I always say like of all the places, I don't know how Keanu, but in Arkansas is where I like came out at 25. So later age. And then I was looking for honestly a new job, but sure. I saw this ad on TikTok for, are you trying to, are you in your 20s? Do you want to change your life? Do you want to move to Austin? And it was the show 20 somethings. So I applied. Cool. I was selected and that's what moved me here to Austin. Now I work I work for TikTok. People think like, oh, you're a creator, which I do create. But I'm like, no, I work on the business side. But we've nice. had headquarters here in Austin downtown. So that's my nine to five. And then I say I'm Kiki, like five till whatever. I love it. I love it. I love that your name is Kiki, by the way. I grew up and everyone called me Tai Tai and I hated it. And now that I've gotten older, I'm like kind of missing it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to revitalize Tai Tai thanks to you. Um, but yeah, so interesting. So there's a lot of things I want to ask you about there. First of all, I mean, obviously you just mentioned TikTok. So my partner and I, we uh, have this love-hate relationship with social media. So last year we took a break. Um, it all kind of started because I launched my own company called Hendrix Health, and I was really trying to focus on you know treating male-related issues, mostly men's health issues. And um, I starting your own company is really challenge, challenging, especially in the telehealth space. And uh, so I spent a lot of money and time advertising on social media, and I was just burnt out. So we took a break like last April until like this uh, past November, and it was really nice. I recommend anyone who has anxiety or stress from social media, a break is always good. But TikTok for us was the hardest because we had always been on Instagram and Facebook and we're like, I guess that generation, I don't know if that's a different generation, but (laughs) TikTok just seemed like a huge 
difficulty for me to kind of understand. And just in the past few months, I've just been posting clips from this and they're doing really well. I'm like, maybe I'm good at TikTok after all. But what's been your experience like? Like what kind of led you to working there? Did you like doing creativity or creative stuff there beforehand or how did that happen? It was honestly like a full circle event. Same as you. I guess maybe it's a millennial thing. Like I I was late to the TikTok game because I remember the pandemic kind of got a lot of people on there and I remember I still was like late. My friends, my coworkers were like, you got to get on here. And of course when I was on there, it was like, I was just turn it on three hours later. I'm like, what happened? Let's just (laughs) open this app. (laughs) But I... Honestly, when I came on the show, I moved to Austin and I realized like this, I want, I've been wanting to live in Texas. Yeah. I feel like just being out, this was like the place sure. to like be myself, but be close enough to home. And so I was like, well, I need a job. Like I want to make sure I'm like, you know, stable. Yes. <laughs> and so thankfully I had a friend who worked at TikTok. He's like, we're hiring, you should apply. And I applied and it was, it was kind of a long interview process, sure. um, but I, I've always loved social media. My master's is in communication studies, so I sure. love how like people communicate yeah. through social media. For sure. Um, and that's kind of what led me to TikTok. Very thankful because I'm like, that's you know my nine to five. Um, yeah. But I also laugh because I'm like, that's kind of what got me to Austin. Right. This TikTok ad. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, I, I and I'm starting to enjoy a lot too. I think it was an interesting transition for those of us, I guess, millennials. We were really used to picture content, like being the mainstay of how we presented ourselves, and then moving to video is a little more personal, but I think it also allowed me to be a little more personal and open to something like this because before a picture is just so static and you can kind of edit it to make it look how you want. And it's just a a small image of who you are at that moment. Whereas videos, they hear your voice, they hear, they see your demeanor. So you really can kind of align with people a little bit better and, and, um, kind of find your commonalities and, and, and so I, I've enjoyed it we've we've we're not professionals by any means we, we make it fun um but yeah we're still learning and, and again TikTok too what I've learned too is the comment section can be a little bit more crazy than, than Instagram I think because people on Instagram like they sort of build their persona and it's like a little bit more serious whereas TikTok a lot of people don't post as much they're more consuming content than creating content and yes. so sometimes the comments get a little wild yes no and that's why I'm glad you mentioned you did your break I don't know because I still use my social media as like a source of income. Sure, sure. But that's the hard part. How do you take a break if it's you know? Yes, I um, like I don't. I let every like people can send you a hundred good things, but like that one negative like gets to me. Or this sounds so silly. That's what like saying it out loud maybe helps like Keanu wake up. Sure. But like not a lot of views on something, or For like sure. you're like what is happening? And yourself, I tie myself worth to it, and I'm like. You should not be doing that. This is like yeah, and it's hard because you um, it you notice it and you like it's easy for me. Example like my partner, he'll post something and it won't do great, and he'll be like, "Man, it didn't do great," and I'm like, "Oh, get over it. It's not a big deal. It's just social media." But then when it happens to me, I'm like, "Ah," oh. he's like, "Ah, oh, get over it. It's just social media." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's funny how you can't really remove yourself from it when you're in it. Um, but I think the break that I took really helps because I always try to think back into who that was and, and how I felt at that time. And, you know, right now I'm kind of revitalizing my company again. So posting a lot of content and really just trying to educate people on who I am and what we do. And so it's really consuming, but knowing that I can always take that break again in the past, like I did, and, and it is hopefully something that I'm looking forward to at some point. But um, as, as far as being on reality TV, you know, that's, you're really kind of putting yourself out there and showing people all your vulnerabilities. Have you felt like social media has been like a window for people to kind of target you or say negative things? Cause I know I am very sensitive. So those things would bother me a lot. 
How's that bad? Yes, and like I am super sensitive. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. Me and too. They do not pair well. <laughs> Anxiety. Um, so um, on the show, um, I never like Arkansas is when I f- was able to accept. Um, and I didn't say accept. I couldn't even say it out loud. I had to write it that I was gay. Yeah. Um, but that's when I like I was 25, and then I went to therapy originally for like my. They didn't know if I had like anxiety, depression, ADHD. So they're like, just don't talk about therapy. And then that's where it came out. Like I'm gay, which is, I laugh because I'm like that wasn't even the purpose of going. But right. that's where that was like something that came up. And so I like made a list of like 10 people I was gonna tell. I'm like close friends. Wow. Um, and so like. I, that took me about two to three years. And then, so when I was on the show, I was 28. Um, and I like never had been, it was the first time I met like a group of people and was like, hi, I'm Keanu, I'm gay. This like, is like the first way you're introducing yourself. To yes, yeah, like everyone you. up to this point in my life, they had known me and then it was like, which was kind of harder in a sense, but then, you know, coming out as gay. Right. Um, so I really was like, I don't. It, it felt to me like putting myself out there. Yeah. Our first week, we went to Rain, like a gay bar here. I don't know if you've been. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, but I remember like that whole day, like we're filming and everyone's like, oh my gosh, like is Keanu gonna get his first kiss tonight? And I was like, first kiss, like I almost like went in shock. I was like, <laughs> I'm nervous to like walk in. Yeah. Like Arkansas, we had I forget what it was called, see something, but it was like a gay bar. But compared to, and I know sometimes people are like, Austin's gay bars are small, but like Arkansas, Fayetteville gay bars smaller. Imagine. So I was like just nervous about like walking in and we did there's drag queens I think it was my first time to see like drag yeah. queens and yeah. I'm like it was just a lot but um on the show I have like my first kiss with a guy what? and That's so awesome. I like everyone's always like how did you do that and I'm like there's two sides one is I've never experienced that so it was normal for me to have like right the reaction cameras pointing at you yes. a drone over you like <laughs> I was like, that was, it sounds weird, but it's just normal. But yeah. at the same time, the after, like, I felt like I didn't realize till we were, and it came out a month later, which is, I think, Netflix's fastest show they yeah, aired God. and produced. Um, and so when we were watching, when I watched, it was only, you know, not a lot of time to process. Um, right. But I was just like, my family's seeing this, the world's seeing this, people I haven't told, only like, 20% of people maybe in my life knew I was gay and so the trailer was like my coming out post oh on social God, media I remember I had friends text me like oh my gosh congratulations they're like wait I just read the post um, they're like I thought you were in a show but now you're gay like <laughs> congrats you're gay yeah uh, so it, it was just it, it was a lot <laughs> yeah I can imagine yeah especially um I came out when I was like in high school to like close friends, probably like 15 or 16. It's interesting. I actually went to my first gay bar when I was like 16. I had a fake ID. My mom found like three fake IDs. I was oh always gosh. trying to get into the bars, mainly because I went to a conservative Christian school and um, I just didn't see myself in anyone there. I didn't have anyone who I felt similar with. And so the only people I thought I had similarities to were other gay people. And those people were like 18 plus, so, you know, they were older and um, I had met them through mutual friends. And so in order to feel like I was a part of a community, I would often end up at a gay bar at 16, which is oh my looking back crazy. Um, so happy I did it. I don't necessarily think that's everybody's journey, but I went through like my party phase, like really early. It helped me kind of understand who I was. I also was able to go out into bars before social media. So I didn't have to worry about people taking my picture or saying things about me that they saw me wherever I could kind of just do whatever and explore who I was. And, um, 
it's just interesting to think, you know, what that would have happened to me if I had come out later and then experiencing your first kiss kind of as an adult and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, I'm sure been kind of a whirlwind and this just debuted recently, right? I mean, the, the it's been about a year, it's been about a year. but people, I think are still, still just finding it. Yes. Or they're like, um, yes. Cause, um, one of, um, uh, one of the females from our show, she was on another show. So I feel like it gotcha. brought people to our show and definitely social media, um, was, I have a lot of love, which I appreciate because I like did not expect that. And like, it's amazing to get tagged in like people's coming out posts. Like that's something yeah. I never like would experience. And I love that. Um, but the negative is like definitely like I grew up Catholic. So I grew up religious, um, small town. Exactly what you said. I didn't. I think people are always surprised. They're like, how'd you come out so late? And I was, I always say you can't say that statement because you don't know. Yes, I know it's 2023, but there's still places, you know, in the yeah. U.S. where like people are struggling to come out. And that was my situation. They're always like, surely you and your friends knew someone that was gay. And I was like, no, like now when someone comes out to my friends, they're like, oh, I have a gay friend. Like it's right. me. It's like I, we didn't yeah. have someone in our like close circle that like was. Or I never saw someone older that like was me um, yeah. but definitely on social media getting those like scripture dms or um <laughs> you know the like hate about being gay and i'm like that i don't know it like i admit being sensitive it gets to me but yeah. my friend i have good friends they're like don't listen what's your relationship with church like now um both i i i said both sorry <laughs> no it means you know you you kind of see both ways you, you're still you still have a relationship with church and then also kind of have one foot out, would you say? Or how would yes. you? Yeah. So grew up Catholic. So we went to mass every Sunday, did all my sacraments. Um, I still like pray before I eat. I pray at night, mm. but I, I don't go to, um, oh my gosh, my mom's going to, sorry, mom. <laughs> I don't go to church on Sundays. And when I was in Arkansas, I went to a non-denominational, which I love at the time. It's what I needed. But right. I remember I wasn't out when I joined. And so then when I was coming out, I was a part of the member and um, in church, like I loved working with like the youth, so I always signed up. But I remember at this church, you had to sign this paper. Oh my god, and the paper! In the form, it had said, "I acknowledge marriage is between a man and woman." Can you believe the audacity? And I just remember, like, <laughs> when coming out, I was like, "I signed this paper," and I was like, "Maybe this isn't the best place for me to be." That like I signed this like document because I'm like, I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, and so now I think like you know, um, I always say don't judge people because of religious vibe because I'm like you'd never know whose shoes you were born in. I'm like, right. what if I, if I was born in a different country, I could have like a different God or someone I'm praying Absolutely. to. And so Absolutely. personally I say again, I still pray, I believe, but I'm not practicing in that like I don't go to like a church on Sunday. Hey folks, my podcast Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code PRIMARYCARE for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. I uh, grew up super religious, and I always think back if I was straight, like I would be a completely different person I'd likely be extremely conservative I'd likely go to church every Sunday probably married with multiple kids now because that's just the bubble I lived in yeah same. and like you mentioned I lived in Jacksonville Florida which is 
you know, a relatively decent sized city, but I didn't know very many gay people certainly growing up. And, and now I forget that, you know, I think that so much has changed, but there are many people out there who are gay or queer or trans and they're in a small community or small town and they don't even know how to even begin to explore that. And we think because the internet and social media allows for this window to be open that you have access to other people and that you can see yourself in them. But if you're in a small town, your Instagram may not even show that yeah. you are, are looking for that because you don't even want that on your Instagram, right? You're trying to suppress all of those those thoughts so that you can just blend in and survive, yes. you know? And, and some, sometimes it's a lot easier to repress your sexuality when you have a lot of other positives in your life. An example, being church can be super positive for some people. They can get a lot out of it, whether they're queer or not, you know, and, and that can be more important to them than coming out or a relationship with their family and friends. And if you compound all of those things, you're living in this bubble where you like your family. They don't, and if you came out, maybe you wouldn't, or they wouldn't like you, or you like your friends and they, maybe they wouldn't if you came out or you like your church. So it's really hard to say coming out is better than all of those things. Maybe for me, certainly so, but not everybody's the same. Uh-huh. And so I always try to remember and remind myself, like, I can't, like you mentioned, put too much hate or too much uh, negativity towards people who aren't open-minded just because I'm not living in their shoes and that they haven't been given that opportunity maybe. And so it's hard. I think we have that unique situation of having that view. Whereas if you're born in Austin or you're born in LA or you're born in Miami or New York and you are surrounded by queerness from an early age, uh, you know, you just don't get that experience. You assume that people who are close or are not open-minded are forcefully closed-minded, right? They don't want to be, or maybe they just haven't had the opportunity. So no one's ever explained that. That's like exactly me. And I think people are like, why did you come out so late? And it was at all these positives and coming out, the hard part was, I remember my friends and I, this sounds so wild to say like out loud, but it's just how mentally where my brain was. Um, Like I thought if I came out, my friends, my best, best friends would stop being my friends. And like, I understood it's okay if they, like I reason with them, like I understand I'm gay. Like they might not want that for their children. And I was like, of course, when I come out, um, I had really good friends that they were like, upset that I had even thought like I was going to lose them but I had just been in this place where like everything you explained yeah and I mean you also get that sense of like I get this all the time with so many things in my life. Everything's going good. So if something goes bad, it's going to go really bad. Like if I come out, it's the worst thing possible is going to happen because I've had it so good for this long. I have such great friends. I have such great family. They love and support me. So if I come out, I'm going to tip the scale and everything's going to go to shit. Excuse my language. But I always think that with work, with anything I do. So I think that's an overthinker thing that we share. (laughs) Yes. uh, And I'm going to say something. I'm like, this might sound creepy. I'm like, cut this out if this is creepy. (laughs) Also, I have allergies. I don't know. Let me know if something's wrong on my face. Oh, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's going to be creepy, so I'm sorry. No, don't. Um, But you brought up, like, being, um, you know, people being in these small towns and, like, not, even with access to social media, like, maybe not seeing themselves. I remember 25, that's when I, like, finally, I say come out, that's when I, like, wrote to one of my best, my co-workers, who's my good friend, he was gay, I, like, wrote, I was like, I'm gay, um, uh. but I remember, like, praying every night, because I thought I was born evil, and so I was like, me God, too. like, why did you make me evil, and, like, I was working in higher ed in Arkansas, and so that job's very, like, you're helping students with everything, like, highs, of course, but also the lows are, like, right. you know, um, anything you can think of, like, a young sure. adult is dealing with, and so... I was like, I feel like I'm doing good work, um, but like 
so why why am I evil? And that's I don't know what clicked. Something was just like, he didn't make you evil. Like you're not an evil person. Um, and that's kind of what got my like change on like okay, like I want to be out. I want to be happy because I'm like crying every night, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I will say I have followed you. I remember being really? closeted and like I remember people like you or just very inspiring who are like out and open like on social media because. Someone who was closeted is like, that's something I hope to be one day. And you know, you were like your authentic self, like on social media. I appreciate um, that. And so I think like today, when I had the email to come here, I was like, this is full circle moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I tell him that like I followed him like three years ago? I was like, I don't know, that's creepy. Uh, no, but no, no, I'm like, this is like, I don't know. You were very inspiring to me. And I feel like- that's so kind. Those, if there are people listening who, you know, you don't like, you know, you aren't living your like true self yet. Like just hang on, I say, cause like yeah. I was someone, it didn't happen overnight. You know, I'm 29 now, I'm about to be 30, but I was, you know, 25 was, seems so long ago and I'm definitely a different space. I feel like I'm living a different life than I was then. Yeah, I, I had a kind of a unique way of kind of breaking out onto social media to kind of express who I was. First of all, thank you so much for saying that. It's so it's such a kind thing to say, and and it didn't it didn't happen there like with me being so open and and kind of just whatever about social media with who I was until, um, actually, I would say. When I was like 21, my mom and stepdad, who had been married many years, got divorced, and he was the primary breadwinner. He made a, a, a great living, helped pay for my, you know, um, private school and all of our bills, and we had, we had a pretty nice upper middle class life, and um, they call, it all kind of shattered overnight, right? And so I then at that moment decided to go to medical school, literally like out of nowhere. I, I wanted to be a physician, and, I, and it always was a dream, but I knew I had to take care of myself and my mom and my family, and it all just kind of spurred this change. And in that same time, I kind of like just refocused my life. I had some friends that uh, I had you know known in Jacksonville that just weren't really supportive or, or good for me, and I wasn't good for them. It just wasn't a good fit friend-wise, and I had a lot of struggles making friends. I don't know why I, I've always kind of had that issue. Like, truly, in my life, I, I struggle. I've always been, like, had one best friend who was typically a female, but making male friends, especially gay male friends, was always hard for me. Same. I think, too, a part of it truly is that when you find guys that you have things in common with, if you're single and they're single and you become friends and you're, you know, you're doing the same things, you enjoy the gym, you enjoy whatever all your hobbies are, you're like, well, why aren't we dating? And then you go down that path and then it explodes, right? <laughs> so it happened to me a lot. And especially because I was kind of lonely. You know, I think most young gay people, we, we kind of, that's kind of our baseline is lonely. Yes. And uh, so it had just led me into these friendships that were not great. Um, and so I kind of just cut everything off, went to medical school and then focused everything there. And then a few years later when I was like, alone for so long and so focused, I started to really learn who I was and what was important to me. And I just wanted to just be myself. Like I had felt like so many years I had just hidden certain aspects of myself because I was scared what people thought, I was insecure, I didn't really know how to present myself in a way that I felt was um, me being authentic. And it really took until like the last few years where I really feel like I'm kind of just letting it all hang out. You know, I, 
I don't know if you follow me still, but I like people were very confused by my social persona. They think, is he a porn star? Is he a doctor? (laughs) Is he a fitness guru? Like, what is his thing? And I'm all of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm I'm not a porn star, but I, 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 I just, you know, there's aspects of me, though, that identify with all of those things, you know, and and you can be all of those things and who cares, you know, and 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 so that's just how I want to live my life. And I know that that's not the way for everybody. I think that with my profession, too, in medicine, it's so conservative. And I'd worked so many places that were conservative and um, I didn't feel free there. And I let it go. I had said this isn't wasn't going to work for me because I would much rather be myself than get a paycheck, you know, and so. I think it's a process. I think uh, coming out super early and having a lot of these early gay experiences helped me. But at the same time now, like I'm a little bit more like I feel like I don't enjoy going out as much as maybe people my age or like get to do those party things because I kind of already been there, done that. But also, too, like I think now I'm finally in a new place where I'm trying to make more friends because I'm in a relationship, which kind of actually helps, I think, when you're gay, when you have a partner, because it's you, you can make friends of people who have things in common with you, but they don't expect that you're going to go on a date. Yes, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure. I'm, are you single now? Yes. OK. You, have you found that being an issue, like when you try yes, to make friends? Uh, I'm like and I might be the the person that like you know that's okay (laughs) because it is confusing especially because you're kind of you had just really come out recently you know and so trying to figure out and i hate it i hate the one downfall like people don't tell you about coming out older is like i feel like sometimes like a high school girl like giddy and that like you have um, to enjoy it you have to let yourself well i'm like people think i'm wild and i'm like y'all y'all dealt with this in like high school and college and i'm late 20s dealing with these emotions and it's just like but let them think that because ultimately that's not your responsibility you should just be you and there's nothing more fun than feeling giddy there's nothing more fun than feeling those butterflies heartache happens to all of us whether you're 15 or 25 or whatever age and it's kind of a it's kind of a bittersweet thing. I look back to like a lot of times when I would date people and it would be, I would be devastated, but those were the moments when I had the most emotion in my life, learned how I could deal with my heart being broken and, and how to navigate kind of those weird emotions that I had never felt before. Cause yes. I'd never really been, I date dated girls because I just needed to get through school. Right. Yes. And so, but I never was like, when they broke up with me, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess we'll see you next period, you know, or like, you know, see you next class. Um, but you know, when you are invested, especially your first queer relationships, you're like, there's a lot to learn. I'm really excited that you came. I feel like you're the first real like queer person that's younger that I've been able to kind of banter with. You should totally come back. Oh, I love to. This, is, would, this is fine. I'm so nervous. So this is easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's meant to be like, I don't know. We don't overthink it too much, do we? And uh, that's what makes it a lot of fun. I, I've gotten such great feedback from people who are listening, and I'm so supportive of the, the fact that they're supportive, and I'm just so appreciative, too, of anyone who's you know, listened to my story. I think you probably can get it, too, from the public eye. You get a lot of love. I do, too, so much that I feel undeserving of. And then those few negative comments can totally just send you through the whirl. And... Um, yeah, so the people out there who love us and who are shedding that, sharing that their light with us, we appreciate it. Yes, you know, and I was like, I'm living a going. life I couldn't dream of because of them. Yeah, like, I and never I knew th- people would support me this much. I think it's only up from here. I hope that you'd really take advantage of this opportunity to really explore who you are and and your platform to take it anywhere. You could have your own show one day. You could do anything. And I think you're That's my dream. Yeah. Your experience is really unique. I think it's awesome to that on social media, you're able to express like how you're, 
you know, and I'm sure your audience that follows you are going to want to know how, how is this now? How are you navigating this new life for yourself? And so keep sharing that. And I, I know we'll be hanging. I'm going to be hanging out with you. We're, we're, we're going to be friends now. We're, we're just too weird <laughs> not to friend. be. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh... Add us on Instagram at Primary Care Pod. Catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify at Primary Care Pod.